Hello everyone, you're watching episode 5 of the F1 Fix with Drew, Farhan, and Marcus. Alright, well, welcome everyone. Uh, hopefully you are listening to us on uh, either Spotify, Apple Podcast, YouTube, and the millions of other places you're listening. Uh, we've been getting some uh, decent numbers lately. Uh, we won't reveal them because they're a bit too impressive. We don't want anyone to um, get jealous or anything. So <laughs> we'll keep them under the radar. But uh, let's talk about Hungary. Uh, we just we just finished um, the weekend in Hungary. It's definitely not been two weeks. Um, overall, I would say not the best race of the season. Um, I... I stopped paying attention for a little it's bit. It's definitely the not the best race. Yeah. It's <laughs> definitely not the best race. No, I, you know what hurts about Hungary is the the we, the f- days following it were so exciting. It started raining, and then mm. we were promised a wet race, semi-wet, semi-dries, which are always the best races. Yeah. Um, and then even in the shakedown laps, it was raining a bit. There was Max there crashes. was like tension building up. Max crashes, like there was all these things building up to this race, and it, and then, yeah, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like the first okay. So the first couple laps were pretty exciting. You know, the um, the Haas has come in for the the um, dries and. Uh, okay. Okay, red. but let's yeah. say. That wasn't the first couple of laps. I think the formation lap was the best lap. The form fair. The formation. No, not, e- not even the formation. I'm getting onto the grid. No, no, no. It was formation That's lap. Whenever formation Max. Lap. No, 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 no. It was the shakedown lap and the formation lap are two different. Max crashed from the shakedown lap. The house was pitted on the formation lap. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. The both. Of, okay. To be fair, both of those were a lot more exciting than. <laughs> the actual uh, the actual race, I think. But to be honest, we were we were kind of expecting that, no, because they say that Hungary, and I don't think that maybe in previous seasons it's it's compared as much because we have Monaco. Uh, but Hungary is supposed to be a high down downforce track. It's not supposed to have that much overtaking opportunities. So, I think maybe maybe Hungary is kind of like this every year, but we just don't realize because of how much worse really? other races are i mean to be fair there was like the max maybe. and ocon incident two years ago i don't remember what happened last year but maybe i don't know i think i think hungary maybe is just not a good not True. so good of a track mm-hmm. i think generally like when there are wet races like the anticipation builds up too much and it's mm. it's very exciting but you know yeah it was crushed those feelings of joy were crushed <laughs> real bad. I mean, no, but this this one was sort of a wet race. That's why it was exciting for the first few laps because that's only when it, it would have been really called a wet or semi-wet race. Everything after like lap five was probably dry. Yes, yeah. I think that's that's why it was not as fun because so you know when everyone started coming in for the for the um, the dries and the Haases came in and. That was exciting. I think I was I was, was re- getting ready for like mess. A, I was getting ready for like yeah. a really exciting race, like safety cars, like pit lane crashes, exactly. so many things. I was ready for all of that. But I guess uh, these drivers are too but good, whatever. and they just don't like crashing into each other. So, uh, or into <laughs> no, but or... that's the thing. Max is known for being like one of the greatest in the wets, or maybe yeah. not the greatest, but in the grid so far, he's known as being one of the best in the wets and i don't know how he like how he crashed like (laughs) it was crazy i remember watching it because i was i was really excited for this race because of the uh the rain and i remember Mm -hmm. watching it i was supporting max obviously and wow like my heart sank when he came and it looked so bad like the suspension damage the The suspension the the wing completely I was like, oh, did, did you hear what race, Horner right? said? No. What I Horner didn't. said? I know, I know, uh, I, I, he, I read about why he, why he crashed. Um, yeah. Because of the Because it was, uh, 
he, he had to, when or before a race during the formation lap, you need to make sure all your gears work. So you have to change all the way up to ace gear. And so he had to go much faster than he would have actually wanted to. And then that caused oh. him to aquaplane. And then I don't even know. I think I think more than much faster. So he was on that last opportunity to even get into eighth gear in that last corner, a couple last couple corners. And so he moves into eighth gear, but then realizes that even though he's not going that fast, he's ran out of braking distance. So he's in eighth gear, and then as soon as he hits eighth gear and the gear sinks, he smashes the brakes, and then the ti- you can see the tires lock up, and then he just slides into the wall. Um, so it's unusual, I'd say. Not not something you would expect Max to do, but at the same time, I think it's it one happens. of those things that happens. Yeah. But yeah, I thought his race was definitely over. Like he was gonna be out. Like there was, like how can you recover from that? Like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Unheard of. Yeah. But then, like, oh my God, these Red Bull mechanics—they're on like some other level. Like brought out the workbench like five of them were working on the same wheel max got out he was like ready to retire and i don't even know what they did like how did they do that insane yeah i guess the that's just they just did some magic um i mean that's what they're magic of red bull they're the best mechanics in the world so true fair Fair. Yeah, especially Red yeah. Bull. I, I think I think of all the mechanics, Red Bull is, was the one to. I think Williams usually has like really good mechanics. Uh, they're like pit stops, are really fast, and I think yeah, Red Williams Bull's also usually uh, behind them. Um, yeah, so. Red Bull work well as a team as well, and yeah. they they've just they know their design of the car like in and out, which is like Guys, sick because so good to see them race. Yeah, it's in their name, Red Bull. They all just drank energy drinks so they could do it really quickly. Mm. Gives you wings. Oh yeah. my god. You're onto yeah, something. They gave, they gave Max another wing. Red Bull gives you wings. Wow. Good stuff. Good stuff. Top quality podcast oh. content here. Um, anyways. No, but then on the other hand, on the other side of the Red Bull um, uh, team, there was Albon and they were like the whole race we didn't know what was going on with Albon because the commentators kept talking about how they were drying his grid position before mm. he started off. Remember that? Yeah. And I don't know yeah, what yeah. happened of uh, what happened so, from that. I, I think. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they actually gave him a penalty after the race. What I no, then I did. think I I think the reasoning was um, and and I think I was watching some Sky or, or something like that or maybe it was the F one show right after. Uh, the race and um, they showed the cameras and and basically the Red Bull mechanics went over and they weren't drying it on purpose they were just uh, trying to uh, warm up the um, the car tires exactly yeah. there and they just happened to leave one in front of the car maybe that was on purpose maybe it wasn't but what they were trying to explain was that they didn't cheeky, do it on purpose cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> it was that they just left it there and you know i don't know if it actually did that much drying they didn't really explain what happened but um yeah i think i think it was explainable um but let's <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about qualifying because i thought i thought that was um a little bit shocking with the red bulls considering max you know qualifies can you uh, go through the order again just to remind yeah us. yeah okay so uh, obviously the mercedes lock out the front row and then the pink Mercedes. Four Mercedes. The row. <laughs> yeah. And then the Ferraris. <laughs> then then the, the two Ferraris. Yep. And then Max. Verstappen um, was seventh. Yep. And, and Albon then, got out in Q2. Exactly, which was shocking. I think he, he did kind of complain on the radio. He came on saying, you guys put me in. Like he, and there was a bit of radio before that saying, don't put me out on traffic last time. And then he comes onto the radio and says, why did you guys put me out into traffic? Like I told you don't put me out in traffic because they said you're the last person going out and he's like guys i literally told you don't put me out in traffic and they put him out last in the grid which is you know you guys saw russell's uh, comments right yeah mm. that i wanted to speak about that as well because i think russell loki feels his pain but in a completely different sense like he's put into a car that isn't showing his skill and 
Al- Russell knows that Albon is an extremely talented driver, but it's just not uh, showing in the results. And that could be due to the psychology um, behind having Max as a teammate or just the car itself or many different factors. I mean, people have always said that the car is very tuned to Max's driving style, which is very aggressive. And normally drivers don't drive like that. So poor Albon, man. Like, I feel bad for him. I, I was actually happy to see him complain on the radio because I was I, like, ah, we get I to see he, some grit of Albon. He's not just being passive and taking whatever's being thrown at him. He's actually willing to stand up and fight for his own position. In this sense. No, I agree. But then yeah, Max, I did, think we, Max did kind of defend yeah. uh, Red Bull by saying, you know, like he, <laughs> he should just focus on his own team, which I was like, oh, interesting. Some new beef going on between these guys but um no no i don't I, think I, you I, can have beef with albon though no no i think no i mean max no it was max against russell yeah against russell oh yeah okay yeah yeah because max said to you know well i want to see them fight together let's see who let's see who comes out on top i'm actually interested that's the only battle i think on track which i don't know who would come out on top of if they were an equal machinery obviously not really do you think you would know who Hamilton versus Verstappen? Uh, that would like, that's would another. I think I think that? I would argue. I think I would be. It would, it's a little. It, I I would feel like Max is a little <laughs> bit better than Lewis, um, and and okay. I think there's a bit more evidence to fight fight that point, um, whereas we don't know really, like because Russell's a champion yeah, from F two. And he's not. Re- he's been in nowhere near a car that's competitive, so I think it's harder to argue which one of those two would be better. But you know, yeah. Max and Max and Lewis have had a little bit more of, uh, have had more yeah. fights, have been in the wet to have raced in the wet together, and we've seen how what their splits are. And I think it's it is a little bit easier to judge between those two. But Russell, I'm just really excited to see him go up against Max. Man, sometimes I wish they had like spec cars. That would be insane. Like, can you imagine? The, what races would be like if they all had spec cars? It, it would be like F two. Yeah, it would be like the F two and F three races. It would be yeah. pretty cool, but at the same time, that's not what. No, it but was. those races are great. <laughs> yeah, they are yeah. good. Yeah, they are good. Uh, mm. But it was funny I, because even Hamilton's like uh, during the race, he was like, "Oh, um, who's that behind me?" And they're like, "Yeah, Max is catching up to you, or whatever." And Hamilton was so confused. <laughs> oh. Speaking of Hamilton, but yeah, Mercedes. Have you listened to his song? He has yes. a song. Ham- Did Bro, you know what? Hamilton uh, has a no. song. He just yeah. posted that on Instagram yesterday. It, it was he released w- went, in It was two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh and my god. He did it at, under it a false name X NDA. Yeah. XNDA, yeah. Is it good? Uh, with Christina Aguilera. He only has, like, one verse. Like, literally, like, 20 seconds in it. Something like that. Yeah, at the what, very is end. Does he, like, rap or sing? Or? He kind of raps. Yeah. Um, wow. He, is it good? It doesn't he sound like his verse. Yeah, it sounds really good. Like, it, it actually does sound really good, but it sounds nothing like him. It sounds like a, a complete different oh, what? person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was auto-tuned. It was probably auto-tuned. Maybe, like, the... The tone was changed as well a little bit, like the pitch maybe, um, because it also kind of sounds like an American guy, not not a British rapper. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I listened to it like a couple times over. It just didn't sound like I couldn't imagine Lewis singing that. But I'm, I mean, but I'm Lewis sorry. doesn't have a British accent. He he does. He does have a British accent. It, it is kind of like morphed. Does he? Like it, it's it's yeah. not it's not a More strong British accent, but it's definitely a British accent. Where was yeah. where was he uh, raised? In which part of the UK? I don't know. Stevenage. 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 Why do you know that? I just know Stevenage. I don't know where I don't know where Stevenage is. But I know he's born in Stevenage. He's mentioned it many times. <laughs> Stevenage. Yeah. Hmm. Stevenage. Oh god. Can I just yeah. well, say like? Yeah. What do you guys think about London. this? 
this um, pass penalty. Oh, it, they got a 10-second penalty for yes. uh, okay, going so, into the pits. So if anyone doesn't know, the technical rule is the drivers are not allowed to get any help from one of the formation's lap starts to just the beginning of the race. And Haas got a 10-second penalty for both drivers because on the team radio, uh, whoever was Gunther Steiner was just like, both of you pit for drags, for slicks. No, but they were talking. It wasn't like straight Haas saying pit for slicks. He, no, no, they, like, were, they were talking. Yeah, I think but, we should pit. But but it was the same thing. Uh, there's no remember, communication allowed. Yeah, so if you remember, um, uh, Kvyat uh, was also asked his, uh, his uh, pit wall yeah. the same thing. He said, should we come in? for uh for drives and they didn't respond like they just left him on red <laughs> they didn't say anything yeah. because you're not allowed to because the, the the rule is there because they don't want drivers to get any sort of help for if this starts so they don't want, they don't want the radio to be like okay it's going to start in like five seconds or you know they don't want any sort of assistance there so um that's the reason why they have the rule which i think is kind of i think they should have an exception for pitting because that's like what it's yeah. it's not you're 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 going to the back of the grid if you pit at the start of the race. So what's the point of um anyways. That's why they got the penalty. So I, I, I disagree with the with the way I, I agree that yes, they sh- they should get the penalty this time because obviously other drivers could have come into the pits if it were not for the rule and they actually followed the rule knowing that it was there. Um but in the future I think they should get rid of it. Um and just like make an exception for pitting. I felt bad. But they didn't really lose too. No, I don't. Too much. Magnuson no. didn't Ma- Magnuson lose that too lost much. one position. He lost like Magnuson one, lost but like he one, was still one, in the points. Ninth to tenth. Yeah. And Grosjean was already out. So. Yeah. Which but I felt bad because Grosjean, like, Grosjean actually had damage. That's why he didn't. Uh, that's why he couldn't defend as much. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had damage. Where did he um, get damage? Uh. I think. I don't remember. I do remember him coming into contact somewhere, or or like going over. A, I I don't I don't remember what it was exactly, but he definitely had damage. Because I remember even like Kevin yeah. tweeted, uh, saying like you know it sucks that you had damage. Otherwise we could have both put in a good performance. But I think it's a good. I think that was a good race for Haas. I think they needed kind of like that pickup of of uh, one point. Even <laughs> it's one point, but at least it shows that they're being competitive because yeah. they're they were like struggling to uh, struggling with the, like the Williams and the Alphas last races, last couple of races. So. Well, I'm not sure you would really consider them still competitive. That was just a strategy. I still it's think it's like Williams one point no, last year. They, oh, they're competitive they, now. <laughs> I mean, no, but come they, on, buddy. They managed to hold positions for quite a while I think like they defend I think well. if anything this kind of shows that I, I've always thought that Magnuson is really really good I think he is actually like a really mm. good driver um, he just never has had the I think he was in McLaren for a bit but not when they were good um, and uh, yeah. and Gro- I Grosjean I think is also pretty good I just think he's he's out of his prime he like at this point even he's not <laughs> sure if he's gonna come back like Will Buxton said like he usually he should asks stick, every stick to cookbooks <laughs> no, he said, he, he said that every year he asks every driver, "Do you want to come back next year?" And every driver is always like, "Yes, of course." Like, there's no way I wouldn't come back. But apparently, Grosjean said um, he's not sure. Like, he wants to think yeah. about think about his family and stuff. So um, yeah, that's that. the thing. Like, people say like after F1 drivers get like kids and have families and stuff, like they they become less willing I, to I think put I've, themselves. I think out I've there spoken to you about this. I, I remember because because I, I definitely think that it could be a factor because look there's and I, I don't know I might have made this point in another in a previous podcast so apologies if I repeat myself but um, when you have a child right for our like, 12 like, consistent viewers for us, exactly <laughs> don't worry about it guys uh, anyways um, <laughs> if you're a big fan you would remember Anyways, when you have it, when you have just like somebody like a child that that you that you know relies on you or a family, then would you make the same overtake that could end up in you getting injured? Like you know, there's there's always it might not be at the front of their minds when they're going to a race, but it might actually be something subconscious where they don't take that yeah. additional risk anymore when they realize that, you know, and and there are some patterns to look at. Vettel has kids now. He's not really. He's kind of been on a downturn for a while. <laughs> Hamilton, no kids. 
Uh, um, Does Grosjean uh, have kids? Yeah, Grosjean has kids. Kimi how many? has kids. Or how old? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not I that really big of a fan. I know a lot of personal information, Drew. <laughs> they're, they're young, what are their names? How old are they? When were they born? Where were they born? <laughs> I think they're young. They're young. They're not. They're, they're like less. They're probably younger than 10. Okay. You know. Let me look at their kids. I'm going to yeah. Google it. Because, I mean, we forget, but these they're guys young. are all in their 30s. So, <laughs> I think we actually forget yeah, sometimes. Like, we just 34. assume these, we assume drivers like Grosjean and Kimi are old. But then again, they're younger than, they're a lot younger than all of our parents are. Like, they're, they're actually really young. Um, okay, Grosjean has a seven-year-old daughter. I'm assuming Sasha's a girl. And a five-year-old son. <laughs> Riveting content. <laughs> I'm glad our yeah. parents are going to appreciate that. <laughs> but, okay, okay. But by that logic, Grosjean has still, I don't think his accidents that he goes into have significantly decreased in the past seven years than prior to that, right? In the, <laughs> he still had some pretty terrible ones. In the, I think the ones that he's made in the past I couple guess. years have been less of him making that daring overtake rather than him just, just like messing up. Like, you know, okay. driving into a wall under a yeah. car. That's not something you're, you're in the like, pit oh, lane. Gonna... In the pit lane. Oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah. that's the funniest thing. It's like I'm not going for a overtake. I'm not trying to battle out for position. I'm just I don't know how did he do that. <laughs> he was exiting the pit lane and then he somehow <laughs> hit the wall. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I think Grosjean this is was really at Silverstone he's, too. He's good. He's so good we might when, get it when, again. Yeah. Um, no, I think Grosjean. It, it he's can be good, good when he's um, when he's not bad. When he's not bad, he's good. That's exactly right. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I think it might be time. Okay. I think it might become. It might be. This might be Grosjean's last season. I have a feeling. Um, I think. You think? Haas also has Who a lot of good. Him? No, Haas has a lot of good reserve drivers. They have. Uh, Lance. I think, uh, no, no, no. I was gonna talk about the reserve drivers. Like, uh, I think Esteban oh, Gutierrez okay. is one of theirs, and then um, they have another one. He raced um, a long time ago, right? I think he did, but um, let me look yeah, it up. But I know. but yeah, what you think Haas will? Uh, you, you think Haas will take uh, Lance? And uh, you want to you want to okay. go back to Harris? Have your opinions? Have your opinions changed? Sergio is a. Okay, I, I I still want Sergio to go into um, Aston Martin, but there are talks of Sergio apparently talking to Alpha and Haas for a seat next year. Hmm. And Alpha. I mean, uh, Kimmy, it's about him if he's going to leave or not. That's I have absolutely no clue. That just purely depends on him. Um, and Grosjean is seeming like he's going to leave. So there seems to be that there might be a seat at both. And if Sergio goes to Aston Martin, I think Lance will take one of the other two. I think, I think okay, yes, I agree with you. I think no matter what Lance is, this is not Lance's last season in F1, maybe it becomes his maybe he goes to a test driver role or something but yeah I, I agree i think i think if lance doesn't get that aston martin seat then definitely he'll go somewhere else and i do have another point to bring up that i've that i've thought about since last week um which is uh i think that aston martin are not going to put lance in because uh at the end of the day they're a business right like yes um lauren stroll might have a big chunk of the of the team but he's not the only owner uh there's other shareholders that he has to be responsible to and if you want to turn a profit and you're running a business you can't make a decision and and then again and, and I, I remember i was watching a video about this and the point that they make was you will the team is not going to be taken seriously if if they they choose lance like if if the team yeah. shows that instead of picking talent, they choose nepotism, then they will definitely lose credibility, and and I think that's a pretty good point. I think I think that might be one reason why um, Racing Point stick with stick with uh, Sergio. Yeah, I I saw that headline that if Aston Martin was be taken seriously in F one, they need to choose Sergio. Yeah. 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 That's a fair point actually, but I hope. I hope that they choose Paris over Lance because, like, 
he's a good driver, but he doesn't deserve that seat over Perez. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, just to correct yeah. myself earlier, uh, Gutierrez is not a Haas reserve driver. It's uh, Pietro Fittipaldi and Louis Delatraz, who is what like is in his oh. fourth season of F of F two, right? Something like that. Fourth uh, season. I'm not sure. Now I remember Marcus, you were telling me about like how it's been. No. Oh, is that something? No, else? no, that's not Luke. That's uh, Luca Giotto. Yeah, he's, oh. he's in his, like, I thought it was his sixth season. It's his sixth season in F2. He's just doesn't want to leave it. <laughs> is he going to have, like, an entire F2 career? Like, people have F1 careers? <laughs> like, he's just going to spend 10 years in F2. <laughs> That's crazy. No, uh, is he leading the leaderboards this year? No. Or no? No. no. Oh, my God. What is he doing? He no, got demoted know. to a worse team. I mean, teams are all the same technically, but this team has less... They have less, like, sponsorship and that kind of stuff, so... He's on his way out, I think, now. I think I think yeah. my, my favorite is Robert Schwartzman. He's, I've, I've been supporting him since day one, I think. If he's going to do what Russell have done, what, uh, what Charles did, you know, F3 champion and then straight to F2 champion, I think he's... He's gonna be the next big thing. I think he'll then go to Alpha in after he graduates from F two, and then uh, he's got the next Ferrari seat after Science. Mm. That's my that's wow. my five Bingles. five year prediction. <laughs> so you think Science is gonna go before Leclerc? Oh yeah yeah yeah. I don't think Science is there for the long term. I think Leclerc is there no. for the long term. Oh. Uh, I don't. Where think, would I think Science go though? I don't know. I don't know. I think that might that might we don't we probably no, can't even answer that question right now because that's pro- like a long time in the future. Um, at least like I mean, you're years. making future predictions. <laughs> I mean, I'm making like surface level ones. I think Schwartzman is the next big thing. I think he's the driver that's gonna obliterate. He's like the next Max, the next uh, Russell, the next Charles. What about I like how we're having the next whenever. Russell's only been in F1 for two years. That's the thing. That's it's the like, thing ah, your time has passed, buddy. Everyone knows that Russell's really good. Like, everyone knows. There's, there's like, I think he's, like, the, he's probably, like, the, the best and cheapest driver on the grid. I'm trying to get him on my team in F1 2020 because I'm sure, I don't, I mean, he's... I was he's, trying to do the same. <laughs> he's the best one. I, I think he's genuinely one of the best drivers on the grid right now. Yeah. Okay, can we talk about the F1 2020 games, their scorecards uh-huh, for the drivers? Yeah, let's talk about them. I have no idea. So Wait, how does this work? I have no idea how this... So they rated... On the F1 2020 game, you have a now my team option where you own a team and then you're one of the drivers and then you can hire another driver. And yeah. it's like FIFA, I think they just copied their style, where they have like a number on top the main number oh, and then they have and different then, yeah. stats like experience pace awareness and something else there are four of them um and russell is ver- rated very low on that like I- including pace I-, I think he's 63 i think which to compare out I think of 100 max is like Ma- lewis is like 94 or something and um, uh, what's Max's teammate's name? Albon. Albon. <laughs> He's eighty. He's eighty. Uh, I guess they mean by the pace season, pace of the I mean, Williams his second, car. His his second season in F one, I think Albon. Yeah, eighty might also be on the higher end. If anything, I um, think eighty, Max and. Albon should switch more. Like, Albon should be giving his points to... I mean, to Russell, sorry. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I was going to say, you think Max... <laughs> yeah. My, my, yeah, no, 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 no. Sorry. My, my naming is not good today. Yes, you forgot Albon's name, so I, I can tell. Um, yeah, no, I think, I think they, they... I think they... Okay, to be fair to, to Codemasters, I think that 
the ratings are kind of arbitrary <laughs> you're supposed to develop the second driver anyways so it's like it's just there for the, i think the controversy might have even been good for them because people are, like talked about the game more and like maybe more people bought it um because you know no <laughs> such thing as bad press um so okay wait um let's let's talk about uh the the new uh races that they're adding um which would be uh imola Mugello, Portimao. Nürburgring. And Nürburgring. Wait, Mugello was announced ages ago. Oh, right. Mugello was announced ages ago. Sorry. Imola, which yeah. three races... We, we said two races at, in uh, in Italy. Uh, Ferrari's going to have a bad year. Three <laughs> races in Italy now. <laughs> <laughs> Ferrari's Oh, no. That's painful. The one year that... that um, yeah, multiple races in Italy, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for uh, for everyone on that team, to be honest, because I feel like it's not one person. No, but, dude, imagine if the fans were actually there live, it would have been way worse. So, they've kind of gotten... This uh, is the best year to be bad if apparently, <laughs> for uh, them. <laughs> apparently, uh, um, Ferrari are hosting a party in Florence during one of the weekends. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're going, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, Marcus, you're, uh, you're near. Where are the races? Take a flight over. Or drive down. Drive down. Do, to do you know when the party is or the races? I don't know. I think it's it's, it's either actually Mi- Mugello might, or Imola. I might be able to work that in. <laughs> work it in. Oh my god. Um. If you guys don't Wait, know, how do you host a party though? With and, yeah, uh, Marcus is on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I I am still traveling. Mm-hmm. I am. Th- this is the one week whenever I am back at a home base. Mm. So, you're basically an F one driver, <laughs> just traveling every weekend. You yeah. are actually yeah. just following their their um their regime of when they're at home and when they're not. Are you actually working for an F1 team secretly? And like lying to us that you're going on holiday? Mate, he has stocks in Williams. How does that happen? Yes. You work on Williams? He doesn't want to tell us because he's embarrassed <laughs> that it's Williams. I've been exposed. <laughs> tell me, as a Williams employee, tell me why Latifi was three laps behind everyone else in this this race oh my god it's no, so bad he was three he, laps he, behind russell he was no, three so laps everyone, behind so, russell okay okay so let me let me just for, for our listeners slash viewers everyone uh on the grid finish so that so from p uh six uh who was sebastian vettel all the way down to p18 who was russell finished one lap late and finished in a total of uh, they finished so the entire race is 70 laps all of them down to russell finished 69 laps latifi finished 65 laps he was five laps behind (laughs) and that's only because gasly dnfs he was last and five laps behind i don't the week before he's like this car feels nice it has good pace (laughs) Uh, <laughs> no, but to be fair, he had a puncture. That was completely Williams' fault because they released him way too early in, in the pit lane and he collided yeah. um with, with signs. signs. Yeah. Yeah. And then but then the second one was he spun out like randomly. Yeah, that was his fault. It was dry as well. That yeah, that was his he, fault. He touched but, like, a bit of the curb and then he like spun. Yeah. But five yeah. laps, like, man, that's crazy. No, that really is. I feel bad. So but you had to like... watch Hamilton pass him five times. <laughs> There's one way to put it. No, no. Cause, no, cause, he, uh, saw the, no. he saw his own teammate pass him twi- once. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that because uh, you... I don't think I don't think he, they passed him that many times. They must have passed him multiple times, but not five times. Because I think once you get past the checkered flag, like you just finished the race. So, like, oh, yeah. Still. I don't. I, okay, yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely one, saw him at, a lot at, in the race. 
he raced with Hamilton at one point, but at the complete back end. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh, uh, what do you yeah. guys think about um, Stroll's performance? Qualified P three, finished P four. You know, the only yes, person he that did overtook a him very was good job. Over only person that overtook him was Verstappen. Um, not bad for a pay driver, yeah. but again i think hard to know. look it's easy it's easy to roast troll because it's he's got insanely rich dad he's come up to f1 in a very privileged way i guess he's had it easier than most drivers but mm-hmm. like he is a good driver at the end of the day he is an f1 yeah. at the end of the day and like he does show that occasionally um but like i think uh if he was like if he was in a uh, maybe like an alpha or a has right now it would have been more fair yeah and yeah. you get what i'm saying like yeah. if he worked his way up it would have been fair and he, i think he totally could have worked his way up but um people give him a lot of hate because he's a paid driver but i think he's decent like he deserves to be, to to be, be fair to be fair i think there was some i, I saw a comment which was like 15 out of 20 of the drivers come from very wealthy backgrounds. There's only a couple of them that, that you know, there's Lewis, uh, who is not that, was not that rich. There's Ocon. Uh, there is, uh, I think, George. Jo- George George was not that rich. Yeah, he came in because of his Mercedes sponsorship. Um, yeah. There is, I think Perez also, he came in because of his backing from, from Billionaire, but he himself uh, was not that um kimmy as well apparently his family took out like loans to be able to get him through really um, yeah that's crazy because he's yeah. loaded now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean did you see have you guys seen i think it was like a, it was last year or something but um he now has the car that he won with in 2018 on the usa yeah. grand prix yeah he, he lit that's Ferrari so cool. gave him that's um that would be it's like the best garage piece to have like centerpiece of your garage you have a, f- a Ferrari <laughs> mind blowing was it you think he takes it out for weekend strolls I don't think they have it I, I think they took got rid of the engine from it if I'm not wrong wow <laughs> that's kind of sad <laughs> but apparently I mean, the, that's common whenever they trash. retire which is weird because Kimi sells and retired but i guess they're i mean they know he's not going to move up like to any kimi winning has, seat kimi again he has already retired this is just a hobby for him now when he was in ferrari it was kind of yeah. a, a job now alpha is just like his side thing <laughs> like i genuinely so think do you that, think wait no i, I don't think he's going to stay next year oh, okay i think i think this might be the year kimi retires because uh, Look, there's also a lot of other racers that, that I think he also kind of knows that it might be his time. Like he needs to give that seat to younger drivers, people that that are coming in. And seats have been like, especially last year, only one seat opened up. So, um, yeah, there there definitely needs to be a couple more seats opening up for for you know some fresh faces next year. There's like there there are definitely drivers out there which I think like there's Jack Eitken, which I who I think deserves a seat. Um, but he's with uh, Renault Driver Academy, right? Yeah, yeah, he is. But he was not actually on, because uh, Guan Yu Zhou would have probably gotten that seat ahead of Jack Aitken, and there was also Louis Delatraz, uh, who probably would have gotten ahead of him. So, um, no, I think I think. Don't Jack forget Aitken. Luca Giotto. Luca Giotto. I think Nick DeVries, who's uh, Mercedes, but he does a. Uh, uh, F1 for Mercedes, I think he also deserves a seat. I think he's also really good. He won F two. Some people, <laughs> some people want uh, uh, Stoffel Van Dorn to come back. I want Stoffel Van Dorn to come back. <laughs> I think he's really good. I think if you go up against Maybe. Alonso in your first year, you're, of course you're gonna get destroyed. Fair, but I think um, F one needs more cars. Like imagine twenty eight cars or twenty four mm. cars. Twenty eight cars. I don't think twenty eight cars is gonna twenty four. I think it can only hold twenty two right now. Oh, really? Damn. I I, I definitely think that's that if I you thought. have if you have more than eleven 
uh, teams, then they have. I think they they might they they would do like a pre qualifying. Like you have to qualify to go to qualifying. Ah uh, yes. Like they have an IndyCar. Like yes. You can't. You have to qualify yeah. to go to qualifying. Um, that would actually be very cool if they did that. Yeah. Oh, what do you think about um, uh, Imola only being a two day weekend? Because apparently they they haven't released the details, but the hypothesis is they will get rid of FP one and FP two. I I don't think it will make that much of a difference. Really. Cause, I mean, cause do you guys watch FP one and two? It will. Ma- really, it wouldn't no, make a difference for the, the audience. The, uh, no, the, not for no, the no. viewer standpoint. Not for the, not for the viewers. <laughs> the the argument is that you know there's teams like Mercedes who have gotten this down to like an art of of the the essentially they have FP one and FP two and they already have the best car and so they have this all this extra time to be able to like lock down their their perfect setup and just essentially be able to have the perfect possible scenario for the entire weekend. The argument is that getting rid of FP1 and FP2 would add a little bit more variability into the race so that teams that are not only the best at, you know, that don't come in with the best car might actually have a better chance mm-hmm. because the setups are not as refined for all the teams. And, you know, whereas some teams might be focusing on development during FP1 and FP2, teams like Mercedes can really just focus on setup. Okay, I think that would affect midfield teams where the gap between them is actually smaller (laughs) but there is no part of me that is still thinking that anybody apart from lewis or bottas is going to (laughs) win even if they have a slightly worse setup look the gains from fp1 and fp2 are probably probably marginal like so marginal that Mm. because they're already like what like let's just say five seconds ahead of the field okay, no, no, they on, were on a, on a race day not on a qualifying oh yeah okay sorry on a race day usually usually you true. compare times on like qualifying not race because race pace can, <laughs> can vary but race day is what matters in the end right that's fair i mean lewis has been like 10 seconds ahead like in all no the, no okay no fair, fair but the thing so is far. if lewis wants to turn up the engine and like like churn out fastest laps he could be like 20 seconds ahead every single race if he wanted to and race pace is a little bit it's it's not the best metric i think that qualifying is usually the better metric to see how much apart these cars are but okay both the i mean both the mercedes teams what what am i saying um with the Mercedes team uh, yeah <laughs> uh, pink Mercedes and black Mercedes both came out on top so like I mean I don't know I don't I don't see setup doing a you have to have a good car like setup makes you know what I'm saying like mm. yeah they're either way car, they're not, still not gonna win that much of a difference okay yeah mm. unless they like literally like take a wing off or something like during the setup I don't know <laughs> Okay, what do you guys but, think yeah. about F one becoming? So, so some teams are against the the racing point copying Mercedes because it kind of ruins the ethos of F one. Like, the point is you're a constructor; you have to construct a car yourself. Do you guys think it would become a bad thing if every single team copied every other top team and we just had it, like a grid of three teams that are actually competing and everyone else just having cars that are evolutions of the other or do you think that would ruin sport but that's look that's how technology progresses no one makes a product and then someone makes a complete different product and then someone else makes a complete different product one person Mm -hmm. makes a phone someone uh, adds a feature to that phone another person adds another feature to that phone and that's how technology evolves like that's a good and it's the same with these cars like it's same with anything really like if you're not copying um, if you're not getting elements from the best then you where are you putting yourself but that's the thing that's the difference uh, racing point are not getting elements from the best they're just copying and pasting it that's, that's like that's like apple makes the iphone 11 one year and then samsung just makes the exact same phone and then apple comes out with an iphone 12 which is better but samsung just makes the iphone 11 <laughs> and makes it cheaper so you know. yeah it's, um, it's, yeah, I think I, I, mean, think, I get, I get your point. Slightly different. I, I know. I get no, your point. No, but we've seen the point. copying of technology so many times. 
even Otmar said like um he was like yeah when in 2009 when Braun came out with the double diffuser um Force India were the first to copy it successfully and they uh and FIA <coughs> was fine with that and and then you know like all the cars started doing that yeah uh yeah as well what about but, if okay cuz if for the f uh for the 2021 regulations they're doing like some token system yeah um what if they did a similar system where it's like you're legally allowed to copy certain parts but like you have to they use are, a token to copy it they have well okay oh tokens yeah maybe not they haven't they don't have the tokens thing but they definitely have like open source parts especially going into 2022 a lot of the parts they're making open source so that like every team can develop it and then every team can just copy that um yes so so i guess they are if you could have tokens Mm. for the ones that aren't open source Mm. i think that would add a lot more complications and (laughs) but bro (laughs) maybe we're, we're not the best people to know whether that's a good idea or not i think we can theorize. Uh, yeah. Speaking from zero technical expertise. Yes. <laughs> um, no, but I... Um, okay, let's say like every car next year copied the Mercedes car. I mean, they're not going to copy it directly. Think about what they'll, that'll do for racing if everyone was sort of in line. And then what would make the difference between all the teams would be their driver. And, like, the little adjustments they do to the setup, which could be, like, new innovations, such as DAS or something um, along those lines. Like, new innovations would alter their car. Right now, they just have a bad, like, teams have a bad car, and they're just trying to fix it up. They're not in innovating anything. Well, that's the, the, argument, Mercedes, the argument to that. The argument to that is that Formula One is that right now you have a formula like they tell you how to make the car the car is not it's not just coming out of nowhere most of the parts of the car and how you make the, the, the body of the car the, a certain amount of specifications are already there and you have to figure out the best way to do it within those specifications so you know that suggestion is that make those specifications even narrower than they are right now and like you know have the cars look a lot more similar than they are and then see what kind of innovations people so i get i i get your point i think it's fun like it's it's a gamble for like should a team ditch their concept and then go copy another car what not copy like make uh do what they want to another's car another car's design or should they carry on developing their concept like i think i don't know i think we can still like See, now that before uh, Force India was trying to scramble to fix up their car and, like, fix up, figure out what's wrong with their aero, now they have, now they don't need to do that. They don't need to worry about, like, fixing things. They're, they're now worried about where can I, where do we, where can we insert the next edge? Like, where can we insert the next technology? Where can we, you know, elevate this car to another level? Mm. But I would be more interested in looser regulations. And then it's rather than developing and making a technology better, it's more of just completely changing it, redesigning it for, as a whole. That's what I think. Yeah. Uh, it it I think would lead to more drastic gap. change, but yeah, that is true. It, it would. would be like crazy gaps, like back in the day gaps <laughs> like when when there were no regulations and people would finish like five minutes after like first place and second well, I place mean, would be five minutes different latifi's already back there so we <laughs> already have the gap okay you know what let's ditch regulations for latifi's car and then the rest of the cars can follow the back. Yeah. Well, but um, no, but I think FI the Otmar uh, mentioned that FIA went to their uh, factory in March, and they literally showed them the design process and everything, and the FIA were like very happy with whatever was going on there. So 
mm-hmm. within the regulations it's still fine as of now mm-hmm. but that's in but the thing is like now teams are like thinking of like red bull is thinking of giving their designs to toro Rosso. imagine yeah. if that's the thing like toro Rosso would literally go from bottom end of the field to like hopefully fighting for places that would be so yeah, good yeah I think that'd be cool. For yeah, me, I, I, think, think, I don't know. I, I, I assumed that they would do something, do something a little bit closer to that already. But you know, obviously, they, they, uh, the team from the beginning has been trying to uh, be a little bit more independent from the bigger Red Bull team because they came, like, they came from Minardi, which was like the, I don't know, Marussia or Min- Minardi, Minardi. It was Minardi, uh, and uh, that that team started like a long time ago, and they had tons of fans, so. So I think I think it does make sense that they have significant significant differences, but um, but it will be <laughs> but it will be interesting to see um, what they'll be like next year. Anyways, on that note, we got a bit distracted <laughs> there. <laughs> Don't worry about it. No, no worries. No worries. Um, uh, we will. Um, come back with uh, another podcast after uh, the first British Grand Prix next week um, just so our viewers know uh, if you are watching us or listening to us on any of our platforms we have a lot of other platforms uh, as I said at the beginning of the podcast you can listen to us on Spotify uh, Apple Podcasts a bunch of other ones which I don't really know uh, and YouTube and um, follow us on Instagram, Instagram at the F1 Fix we yeah. have a lot yeah. of posts. It's one of yeah. the best. Farhan Instagrams. is making memes. Um, he's been in <laughs> yeah. charge of that. Up to date. He's, uh, well, he's got a lot of, I've he's not... got a lot of content ready uh, to come out. It's he's... a team effort. It's a team effort. But but we all know that Farhan is the lead on that. He's the main social media yeah. manager, and he actually does do a lot of work independently. So um, let's all give him some support on that uh, uh, on that and. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yep. Bye bye. Send us your memes as well. I'm gonna cut that part off. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs>